Hello, and welcome to the Power Your Advice podcast. The Power Your Advice podcast is designed to bring financial advisors new ideas, why those ideas should be considered, and how to implement them into your business. This podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place for advisors to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We are here live at the T3 conference in Denton, Texas. And with us, we have Ben Hearn, who's the Senior Vice President of Channel Business Development for YieldX. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the industry. And one of those things is more advisors are getting into the financial planning for an income stream. Talk to me about what you're seeing. Seeing the exact same thing, uh, I was an advisor myself for a long period of time and, and dealt with a lot of that. And I think the difficulty and what I continue to see today is that you have to leave that financial planning software to find that income stream. Sometimes that's in the form of a product like an annuity, but in many cases it's more of a managed account solution where advisors are trying to mix, mix and match different pre-built model portfolios or down to that security level. And that's a struggle today, uh, given where yields are versus uh, historically, where you got a much easier access to different income streams. Uh, and it's causing advisors to take maybe unnecessary risks or maybe not allocate a portfolio as efficiently as they would otherwise to deliver that income on a regular basis to those clients. Speaking of yield, it's been a horrid environment for yields. What's going on with that and what do you see coming for years, yields essentially have been zero. And so uh, one of the really exciting things that's starting to happen right now, we've had a lot of good conversations uh, these last two days about this, is we are no longer in a zero rate world. And uh, there's both good and bad about this. Sort of uh, the bad side of this is because we were in that zero rate world for years, people have been caught, I think, a little flat footed. Now that there's opportunity in the yield space, well, how do I access it? Where do I quickly find uh, and source where my opportunity is in those yield markets. And that sort of feeds into the second part, uh, which is the good side of this. There is a lot of opportunity today uh, in the fixed income markets in particular. What the markets have done is really rapidly priced in many more Fed rate, uh, Fed, uh, rate increases than have already occurred. And so there's tremendous amount of opportunity on the short end of the yield curve today. Uh, we're certainly seeing uh, some advisors starting to take advantage of that, but I think there's a rapid recognition out there that fixed income is back, and uh, if there are tools and resources to access that, people want to take advantage for clients uh, today. There's, there's good opportunity there. Financial advisors are always looking to up their game. Is learning more about yields and how they work and function and incorporating them into their businesses a, a good way to do that? I think that it is. Uh, I think especially today, uh, you look at the uh, major demographic that's out there in terms of the baby boomer, boomer generation uh, that's looking to retire. There is a tremendous de uh, demand for income streams. Even when bonds were not being talked about as much in that zero rate world, we constantly had people talking about yield because it was difficult to find. And even with the new opportunity, that's still the case. So I think advisors that are learning about this, taking advantage of the tools that are out there, they are bringing a unique proposition to the marketplace where largely the market is very focused on equity and crypto and not so much that income portion of the portfolio, which tends to be a fairly large allocation in the overall portfolio. So I think it's good for advisors and, and creates opportunity for their practice. One of the big things everybody's talking about here is CRM becoming the new thing. And it's been coming along for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and the move away from product to advice. Tell me what you're seeing. 
Exactly that trend. I think there's a, a very big, as you as you mentioned, this move from product to advice where advisors, I think if you sort of back up how I believe we got here, there was this expectation a few years back that a lot of these robo-solutions were going to move the human being advisor out of the equation. And we've observed that definitely has not happened. I think what advisors and technology firms are now recognizing is the very powerful combo is putting technology in the hands of advisors and enabling them more opportunities to deliver advice. Now, when it comes to the CRM uh, and sort of what I'm seeing in that process is, is there a way when an advisor logs on to that CRM in the morning, which I'm increasingly seeing taking up the real estate on that advisor desktop, is there a way to automate and tap the advisor on the shoulder every day where there's opportunity to deliver advice? And that could range from uh, there's a credit opportunity or certain clients are looking for uh, loans, for example, for different goals, all the way down to uh, the account level of you have an opportunity to deliver advice on the securities that are being held in the accounts. Uh, so I think, I think we're just in the early stages of this where there's more integration by tech, technology companies into that CRM. And that really becomes the, the key desktop application that advisors are logging into moving forward. Is all this technology creating a smarter advisor or a more confused advisor? That's a good question. Uh, frankly, it's probably a little bit of both, I yeah. think, is the, is the objective answer there. Smarter in the sense that I think that, uh, especially my experience in the industry has been, as people tend to have more assets to manage and more complex situations around their financial planning circumstances, they tend to want a human being to talk to. And so I think from that respect, being able to get uh, very large data sets that turn into actionable insights for the advisor, that, that I suppose you could argue makes them smarter. The machine is combing, combing through the opportunities in the large data sets quickly to get the answers. In terms of more confused, and these are some of the conversations I've had here in the last 24 hours, where I think there's still some struggle and causes disruption in the advisor business is that, especially in that independent RA space, people are still piecing technology together. That technology doesn't always communicate well. It can cause disruption to the practice. It can cause confusion. And as much as we've, uh, as far as we've come as an industry in building more integrations, I don't think it's there in the way that many advisors would like it to be today. Um, something beyond a single sign-on and really true integration where, where all the different uh, pieces of tech speak to each other. Something else that we were talking about before we started this was personalization. And that's a, not a dangerous word, but you have to be really careful about how you use that word and what you're doing with that term. And you had a good view on that. Yeah. Um, just as we had discussed, as you mentioned, I, I am always careful about the way that I discuss this. Uh, I speak with a lot of enterprise broker dealers day to day. And, and one thing they're, they're constantly sharing with me is we don't really want our advisors creating unique accounts for every single client. That's not a scalable way to run their business. Uh, they're, they're start to, um, you're creating compliance potential issues there and, and hidden risks that you're not basically able to monitor efficiently. What I think the industry is moving more towards when, when I think about personalization is more outcome-based solutions. One of the other difficulties that I think a lot of advisors are facing with that personal aspect is most products that are created are more of a push model. Uh, big strategist creates a model portfolio, for example, and then that is pushed on the advisor community to find the clients that that, uh, that particular model fits, whereas some companies are starting to work in reverse. 
They're using data insights to figure out uh, where is where is the demand, uh, more of that pull model, pull from the data, where is the demand, and then creating an outcome-based solution uh, based on where the demand is. So I think that's more the personalization that I think catches in the industry moving forward, not that you have 500 clients and every single one of them has a completely unique account and different positions in those portfolios. I think that's such a way, good way to look at it because an outcome-based solution is a nice way to talk to it about your client because everybody wants their own personalized investment strategy. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, you're doing a lot of work, as you mentioned, on the enterprise level. And I thought that was very interesting. Tell me about more about that. Sure. So uh, last year, uh, YieldX was fortunate to have our Series A financing round led by InvestNet. Uh, we finalized that in October of last year. And as part of that strategic partnership that we formed with them, uh, we're really getting deeply ingrained into that entire InvestNet ecosystem, working a lot uh, with their very large strategic partners, uh, whether that be independent, uh, large RIAs, or especially in that enterprise broker-dealer space. And so uh, part of what I deal at YieldX is oversee that channel partnership with InvestNet uh, and work very closely with the team at InvestNet to um, talk with them about our solutions and some of the data and analytics that we can provide with the firm and, and the value that we bring. So tell me, give me an overview of YieldX, why it was created, what's the purpose, and we've touched on some of the ways you help people, but what's the nutshell? Yeah, I, I think we have a really neat backstory, so I'm, I'm excited to share this one. So uh, YieldX was founded in 2019 uh, by Adam Green and Steve Gross. Uh, Adam and Steve have really interesting backgrounds that I'll kind of hit on briefly. Um, Adam's background, he spent a lot of time in uh, institutional fixed income space at Bear Stearns and Citadel before he uh, became a co-founder of Moneylion, which more people are familiar with as they went public here recently. Uh, Steve came from a little bit uh, different side of the business in that he was a portfolio manager at some uh, premier hedge funds for about 20 years, uh, Tudor and Millennium. And then in 2013, I believe it was, he launched his own fund called Alpha Parity, which was purchased by Franklin Templeton in 2017. And so Steve, as he uh, made that transition through Franklin, he sat on Franklin's uh, technology desk for a number of years, saw a lot of technology uh, solutions being brought to Franklin and presented to them. And uh, one of those happened to be Adam, which is how they met. But what, what they were seeing in the marketplace was that there was all kinds of technology that is addressing the equity side of the equation. There's a lot of new ways to access crypto or digital assets out there. But when it came to income markets, yield-based solutions, especially in fixed income, it was largely ignored. There was really no tech out there for that. And so they built, um, they founded YieldX in 2019 to do exactly that, to address that income portion of the portfolio, primarily in fixed income and to build institutional-grade uh, portfolio uh, construction and optimization tools, but to put them in a wrapper that was very easy to use, was very intuitive, and was digitally engaging. And that's essentially what YieldX brings to the market. How did you get here? I'm sure you didn't grow up saying financial services, <laughs> YieldX. No, I, I didn't. Um, I certainly didn't. I didn't. And it was almost by chance the way that I ended up at the firm. So uh, prior to working at YieldX, I worked at Orion. And I happened to be doing research one night, uh, looking for different model portfolio providers for Orion's uh, communities, their model marketplace. Um, it didn't have a lot of fixed income portfolio managers on the platform at the time I was doing this. I was up late one night doing some random in internet search, and I stumbled upon the YieldX website. I started reading a little bit about what it was, and I immediately reached out to the company uh, so that I could take a, a closer look at the platform. I met Tom Bradley at YieldX, who was the managing director of fixed income at the time. 
he gave me a demo of the platform and I immediately wanted to be a part of what was happening here. So I reached out to Adam, I remember via LinkedIn and said, I'd, I'd love to come over there and help build the business. I'm really excited about what I'm seeing. And I started about three weeks later uh, and I've, I've loved it ever since. It's been great. That's fantastic. And it's a good lesson to go for what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do people get in touch with you guys at Yieldex? Yieldex.app is the easiest way, uh, which is our website. It's not a .com, so I do, I'll just repeat that again. It's Yieldex.app. I'm very easy to reach at Yieldex as well. Uh, my email is ben at Yieldex.app, uh, so very easy to remember. Um, I give my phone number as well. If it's easier to call, it's 302-229-5729. Uh, but yeah, those are the quickest ways. And of course, we have a LinkedIn page and a, a Twitter and all of that that are easy to find. That's great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ben. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Please follow us for all the latest, latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our production team, this is Doug Heikinen.